You are listening to the Critical Mass Nonprofit Radio Show, Orange County's only talk radio show dedicated to featuring nonprofit organizations and their leader, with your host, Richard Franzi. Welcome to today's episode of Critical Mass Nonprofit Radio Show. I am your host, Rick Franzi. This community talk show airs live on the last programming day of each month on Orange County's only community radio station, octalkradio.net. If you're listening to this show as a podcast, we encourage you to listen live during our broadcast times. The show is brought to you by our advertisers, Brandman University, Commercial Bank of California, Decision Toolbox, Smart Business Magazine, Succession Strategies, and our newest sponsor, Center Club, a member of Club Corp. The goal for this show is to help you, our listening audience, learn more about the nonprofit organizations serving the needs of our Orange County residents and our global residents. We have two guests in the studio for this first episode. Sabrina Ursay, and Sabrina is the Community Development Manager for the Crohn's and Colitis Foundation of America, or CCFA. Sabrina, welcome to the show. Thank you very much. And in the second chair, we have Carol Fox. Carol is the event chair for the CCFA Orange County Bocce Invitational, and she's Senior Sales Director for the Orange County Business Journal. Carol, welcome to the program. Thank you, Rick. It's good to have you both in the studio. Let's get started. Sabrina, could you tell us a little bit about the Crohn's and Colitis Foundation of America? Sure. Well, there are three very important things that I believe your listeners need to know about our nonprofit organization, the Crohn's and Colitis Foundation of America. Number one is that obviously we fight Crohn's disease and ulcerative colitis, which are serious inflammatory bowel diseases, uh, oftentimes abbreviated as IBD, uh, that dramatically affect the quality of health and life for one and a half million people in the United States. And that is one in 200 people, which equals more than 15,000 families right right here in Orange County. Uh, These are families in your community. They may be colleagues in your office. And the reality is they are battling these diseases on a daily basis and oftentimes not talking about it. Number two is that there is no cure for either Crohn's disease or ulcerative colitis. But our foundation is extremely effective as an organization in helping to find a cure. And we actually are funding cutting-edge studies at major medical institutions. And we nurture research investigators uh, and finance underdeveloped areas of research. And in the time that we've been, we actually were founded in 1967, mm-hmm. and uh, we have been around in Orange County as more of a grassroots organization since uh, 2010, but uh, we are a national organization, and we've raised over $200 million really? for research in our in our time that we've been in existence, and we are actually going to be giving more than that just in 2014. Wow than all of our history, really? which is pretty amazing. That is amazing. Um, so more than 82 cents of every dollar given goes direct to our mission, which is, um, which is we're very proud of that. Very efficient. Number right. three is how the audience can get involved. Uh, the Crohn's and Colitis Foundation's annual Bocce Invitational, for instance, is the Orange County corporate event of the summer. And it's a great opportunity to network in a fun environment while helping a worthy cause. And, of course, we encourage local businesses, your audience, big and small, to form a team and come out and play. And, of course, individuals are welcome as well to to be spectators well let's talk a little bit more about the bocce tournament and carol when we introduced you we said you're the uh, event chair for this year's and last year's bocce tournament Uh, i know you put a lot of time and energy into it can you tell us a little bit about the bocce tournament 
Absolutely. First of all, thank you very much for having us on your show today. And I must say that Rick is our MC, and he was our MC last year, and we welcome him back again this year. I'm really looking forward to it. It was a great, it was great fun last year. Being Italian, I love bocce, so I'm looking forward to this year again. It was a we're lot of look, fun. We're looking forward to having you. Thank you. The event is going to be held Friday, August 22, from 4 p.m. to 8.30. And if you can imagine, at the end of the week, ex- busy executives, they want a place to escape and unwind. And what better place than under the deep blue skies and the swaying palm trees and the beautiful Alpha Nile restaurant? Right. And this is a place where um, the only event that you can come to where you can eat and drink all you want and compete for the Bocce Invitational Stanley Cup and not have one single skill set. There you go. And people do compete. I remember last year the teams were very competitive and they had a lot of fun and the judges had their hands full with the different members of the different teams that were competing, didn't they? Absolutely. So our players and guests, they're going to enjoy Bocce and live jazz music from the Smart Foundation, and we are also going to have a singer this year, uh, compliments of Bobby Dorman, and uh, we'll have cocktails and light fare provided by Alpha Nile. Yes, the food is outstanding, and the, it is a fun atmosphere. It's beautiful uh, August night out there. Okay, so let's let's talk about your personal connection to Crohn's disease or colitis, and and kind of what you're doing to help lead and work with CCFA. So, Sabrina, I'm going to ask you to go first. I remember last year from our conversation when you were our guest on the radio program that a part of the challenge with Crohn's and colitis is it's kind of a quiet disease. People aren't very vocal about having it. And so that has always got to be a challenge, I think, for the organization, the national organization, to kind of rally the troops, if you will, and to really get people engaged with that. But, But tell us about your personal connection to it. Well, my mother was diagnosed at age 17, and my younger brother as well, actually, not until age 26. And um, these these diseases are, they run in families. And it could be either Crohn's disease or ulcerative colitis that can run in your family. And it doesn't have to be that, for instance, if, if your uncle had Crohn's, that only the, the kids in the family will only get Crohn's. It, okay. it, it goes back and forth, mm. and we don't know exactly kind of what the the tie is that uh, will help us prevent uh, these diseases, but we are getting much closer, obviously, okay. with research. And so, you know, they learned at an early age. Uh, I, I learned at an early age alongside of them going through these horrible diseases that this has devastating effects on a family. And, you know, I know that there are it's, – it's just very personal for me in that – I saw how it changed just kind of the way that they carried themselves, mm-hmm. uh, the way the decisions you make on a daily basis, you know, where you're where you're going out to eat or, you know, what job you might be able to handle. Um, and I know there are plenty of people in your audience, for instance, who may have this disease who aren't talking about it right. and, you know, who may be r- rising in the ranks of their company. But unfortunately, just don't want to tell anybody for fear that they may not be promoted in their company or something like that. Okay. Because it is very misunderstood disease, and I think that's a challenge that we often face. It's just so misunderstood. You can live a normal life and have this, right. but it is a, a huge challenge. Okay, let's ask, thank you. Let's ask Carol. Carol, uh, what's your personal connection to the Crohn's and Colitis Foundation? It, it started with my son, uh, Chris. He had um, both ulcerative colitis and Crohn's. Mm. And uh, he had been combating this disease for uh, the last 10 years, and it was a really tough haul. He originally got this disease when he entered high school, 
and he went back and forth with multiple doctors, not knowing whether it was Crohn's or ulcerative colitis. And um, while he was away at La Crosse camp, he had a serious flare-up that led to major surgery. Mm. Uh, the doctors removed his colon, uh, a procedure called a complete colectomy. And uh, during that operation, uh, the doctor had a little surprise in the surgery room, and they discovered that Chris was malignant hypothermia. And what that means... Yeah, what's that? He was allergic to the anesthesia. Oh, my gosh. His fever shot up to 109, and all his body organs shut down, and he literally died on the operating table. And I should say fortunately, the anesthesiologist had the anecdote in his pocket. Wow. And uh, this was at Cedar sinai and this anesthesiologist had been carrying it in his pocket. He didn't even know why. He just did. Hmm. And by the grace of God, my son's life was saved. Thank goodness. And um, he had, uh, Chris had reconstructive surgery, and so a total of about four surgeries altogether. Uh-huh. And so being a single mom, you know, it, it just breaks your heart that you watch your son go through this and um, and because of this he had to put his life on hold he lost out on his senior year in high school he lost out on a scholarship for lacrosse and uh, he had to put his college um, education on hold Hmm. so he's now just getting back on track Um, he still has uh, Crohn's and uh, since then he's been in the hospital three times And so it, it hasn't gone away. That's a tough age, too. You, you said your mother got it at 17, mm-hmm. right, Sabrina? He, your son is in high school. I mean, that, those are difficult times anyway for teens. And then to have this uh, would also, I think, make it even more difficult. So I, I can see your personal connection to it. So how does someone become, or how did you become involved in the Crohn's and Colitis Foundation then, Carol? You go from that experience with your son probably maybe not even being aware what Crohn's and colitis is, right? And then Absolutely. all of a sudden you're, you're afflicted with it, you're a family member. So how did you get involved in the organization? Thank you. Yes, I, I was approached in 2010 by a friend of a friend, Debbie Margolis. She and her husband, Jeff Margolis, are very involved with the Crohn's and Colitis Foundation of America nationally. Uh, Debbie's husband, Jeff Margolis, sits on the national board. And Debbie and I formed this local Orange County Board of Directors for CCFA in June of 2010. And I've been fighting ever since to get more corporate dollars behind our quest to find cures and improve the lives of Orange County families who are fighting these diseases. Sabrina, did you say there are as many as 15,000 people in Orange County with Crohn's or colitis? Right, just the people that have the disease. So imagine the people that are connected to that person, Mm -hmm. their family members or their spouse um, or their child or parent, you know, anybody who's connected it just, it really is a ripple effect out uh, in the community. Uh, I know there are 90,000 in, in greater L.A., Orange County, but yes, 15,000 right here in Orange County alone. So, so the chances of someone listening to the show who either is afflicted or knows someone is pretty great. I would consider uh, both listening live to us here on octalkradio.net or later as a iTunes podcast or from Stitcher.com. Uh, the engineers give me the signal that it's time for our first commercial break here on Critical Mass Radio Show. This is our nonprofit edition, and we'll be right back with carol and sabrina after these words from our commercial sponsors commercial bank of california or cbc is a well-funded full-service bank located in the heart of orange county 
When it comes to safety and stability, CBC has one of the highest levels of capital of any commercial bank ranked in the top 6% in the nation. Commercial Bank of California was founded in 2003 by a group of Orange County's finest entrepreneurs. To this day, our bank is governed by our founders, including General William Lyon of William Lyon Homes, Alex Morello of the Morello Group, and Frank Willie of Fidelity National Financial, to name a few. In short, we're a bank founded, built, and run by entrepreneurs, for entrepreneurs. Not every business in Orange County should be our customer. However, if your business is looking for a bank that can assist in finance, production, analytics, and risk management, there's no better bank to choose. To understand the true power of how Commercial Bank of California can help you achieve your goals, give us a call at 714-431-7000 or visit us on the web at www.combancal.com. Member FDIC. talk about your family business you know that thing you put your whole life's blood sweat and tears into well what happens when you retire or try and pass that business on to your children at succession strategies we can help you find the answers we'll guide you through the unsettling process of protecting your family legacy and successfully passing your business on to the next generation safely and securely ensuring that it'll both survive and thrive for generations to come. So ask yourself just one question. Can I really afford to wait? Take the first step. Take our complimentary self-assessment at SuccessionStrategies.com or call us at 714-560-9022 to set up a free consultation at your convenience. That's Succession-Strategies.com. Hi, I'm Jeremy Schatt. You may know me from ESPN's Outside the Lines and SportsCenter. What you probably don't know is that I've suffered from Crohn's disease for almost 20 years. The Crohn's and Colitis Foundation of America's Take Steps, Be Heard walk program is the largest national walk program dedicated to raising funds and awareness to combat Crohn's disease and ulcerative colitis. To learn more about how you can help and to find a walk site near you, please visit www.cctakesteps.org. back to this edition of Critical Mass Nonprofit Radio Show. I am your host, Rick Franzi. I'd like to thank and acknowledge our listeners who download our show as a podcast. You've downloaded over 13,000 shows during the last 30 days. When we here at the program appreciate your continued and growing support. All of our shows, of course, can be heard live on Internet radio station octalkradio.net or rebroadcast anytime from Apple iTunes, Stitcher.com, Spreaker.com, and other business-oriented podcasting services. All right, in my studio, in our studio here, Carol Fox and Sabrina Ursay. We're talking about the Crohn's and Colitis Foundation of America. And I wanted to ask you, Sabrina, can you share some of the recent achievements that CCNA has, CCFA has accomplished? Sure. Well, uh, for uh, the past several years, we've received a four-star superior rating on Charity Navigator, which is the premier rating website. And that alone, I know, is impressive. 
impressive. As I said, 82 cents of every dollar going straight to the mission. Uh, we actually, I, I feel that we've really effectively activated our volunteers in the, to the community, and we're continuing c- continuing to grow our board and leadership. Uh, we have a, um, a research alliance that was formed this year in Orange County. We will be having an event on November 2nd at uh, the home of Debbie and Jeff Margolis uh, here in the Orange County area. Specifically for research, we're having researchers flown in from across the country who will okay. speak to this issue. And uh, we had a lead gift from um, the Mirage family, uh, Cameron and Darian Mirage from the First in Our Hearts Foundation uh-huh. for this research. And so, uh, as I said, the $200 million that we're giving this year equals equals all that we've given in the past to these researchers to find a cure. We are within five to ten years of finding a cure. Really? So, I mean, that alone I know has, has caused quite a few people to just pause and, and just really, you have to take that in right. understand the impact of that for your future right. and your family especially since this is a lifelong affliction that sounds like Absolutely. at least from what we talked about here it can happen at a very young age and you and you have to learn to deal with it for the rest of your life as as carol's son is is learning to do sure. carol can you tell me a little bit about the future of your organization can you talk about uh, where else and what else is going to be happening with ccfa in the future a cure is now within reach uh, within hopefully the next five to ten years and we'll be driving towards that goal CCFA has sponsored $200 million worth of basic and clinical research of the highest quality and will continue to do more of this. We also need to focus on support. From CCFA's funding to now, we've grown immensely and now have 50,000 members and 40 chapters nationwide and we'll continue our growth both in terms of research and support to reach out to many of our families as possible. We offer a wide range of educational programs for both patients and healthcare professionals. It's wonderful work. It's uh, I, you know having you back for the second year. I, I think sometimes helping people if they missed the live show the last time, you can find it by typing in Crohn's or colitis into our into our uh, Podbean. You can also check our guests. And uh, I'd like to talk about the Bocce Invitational, not sure. just because I'm the MC for the event, Absolutely. just because it's a great fundraising opportunity. And uh, we're going we're gonna to ha- tell you how to find the Crohn's and Colitis Foundation here towards the end of the show. And we will spell it so everybody can Google it, etc. But uh, can we begin by talking a little bit about what we can expect and who's involved in planning the Bocce Invitational? Well, I, actually, I got involved with planning this Bocce Invitational with uh, my co-partner, Michael Katz, who is a top business litigator with the Irvine-based law firm Katz & Yoon. A former uh, guest on the radio show as well. He and Melissa, his partner, were guests on our show last year. Okay. Awesome. Awesome. Well, a- as I mentioned earlier in the show, this is our third year now to benefit our foundation. And this event has just been hugely successful. And it's successful because it's so much Fun. Right. I mean, this is a, an event where these executives can come unwind. We've get we we attract law firms, uh, bankers, uh, accountants, uh, companies from all over, like uh, Directv, uh, Western Digital, um, MK Homes, and some of our previous uh, sponsors have been, of course, Orange County Business Journal, Senvest, California Republic Bank, California Bank and Trust. Chase, Rattan, and Tucker, and we couldn't do this without El Fernio, of course. Of course. Um, some of our other um, uh, 
teams have been from Morgan Lewis. And last year's winner was uh, Dick Crawford and his team from Crawford Custom Homes. Oh, they were very competitive. It was. The last two teams that were competing, right. they were really, yeah. they wanted to win. They were so close to, you know, winning. They were winning. out for blood. They, they were, were out, out for blood. blood. Yeah. Absolutely. Yes. And our second place winner was Orange County Business Bank, and that was led by uh, J.P. Goff and his team, Steve Purdyman. And third place was uh, Goodman Bircher. So, they, you know, they could take it next right. year, this year. Right. You right. never know. I'm trying to remember who won the first year. Uh, I, I, I don't recall it who won the first it was, year. It was but... a team made up of individuals. That's okay. what was interesting. Because because you can join as an individual player. Okay. You can join as a foursome. It's 1100 to be a foursome or okay. 325 to be an individual player. And we will match you together as a team of four. And that was the team who ended up it's winning. like an all-star team. So there then. you go. Exactly. There you go. That's right. There they had go. a ringer. <laughs> they did. <laughs> they so, must have. So if someone wants to learn, because I'm getting a sign from the uh, engineer that we've got like a minute left, uh, ladies. So if someone wants to learn more about Crohn's and Colitis Foundation of America or the, sure. uh, the Bocce Invitational, how do they do that? They can go to ccfa.org. And again, that's ccfa.org. You can also call me directly okay. at 646 942 3888. You can call our LA office at 310 478 4,500. Uh, the Bocce Tournament has its own website. It's cool. online.ccfa.org forward slash Bocce. B-O-C-C-E. And I know some, some may have tight issue. They may spell it with an I, but we spell right. it B-O-C-C-E. So uh, uh, we're getting a request to spell Crohn's. Sure. Uh, Crohn's and Colitis Foundation. It's C-R-O-H-N apostrophe S and we use the ampersand. Colitis. C-O-L-I-T-I-S. Well, the time has just flown by, yes. and I want to thank you, Carol Fox and Sabrina Ursay, for coming in and helping us to understand a little bit more about this fine organization, this important work that they're doing, and the fun that we're going to have on August 22nd. August 22nd, yeah. and the, and from long, 4 to 8.30. From 4 to 8.30. Don't miss it. Sign up early. Get your team together. It's a lot of fun. I look forward to seeing everybody in the audience out there in August. This is Rick Franzi, and this is our show, Critical Mass Nonprofit Radio Show. We'll be back after these words from our commercial sponsors. When it comes to pioneers in their respective industries, we all know the Apples, Starbucks, and Trader Joe's of the world. In the realm of recruiting, Decision Toolbox is the industry's best-kept secret. With 90% of their business from referrals and repeat customers, for over 20 years, Decision Toolbox's U.S.-based team of recruiters, sourcers, professional writers, quality personnel, and tech support has perfected a Six Sigma approach to talent management. No matter the size of the project, Decision Toolbox delivers incredible results. A cost per hire less than half of what contingency firms charge. With the winning candidate presented in an average of 14 days. All with a 12-month candidate warranty. With results like that, Decision Toolbox won't be a secret for long. Visit us at www.dtoolbox.com for more information. If you are an Orange County CEO or a business owner, this message is for you. Do you ever feel isolated with no place to turn for advice or feedback? Who holds you accountable to your commitments in your company? Where do you find the right resources to help you and your company grow? If you have had these questions, then Critical Mass for Business might be the answer for you. Critical Mass for Business is committed to helping you make better decisions through the power of peer learning. 
Peers are groups of peers who are running businesses just like you. CEO Peer Groups provides a great sounding board to test fresh ideas and new concepts, review your strategic plans and tactical goals, and present issues and opportunities for a critical discussion. The result is improved strategy, accountability, and improved business results. If you are interested in learning more, go to www.criticalmassforbusiness.com and learn about our CEO Peer Groups. CEO Peer Groups is a registered trademark of Critical Mass for Business. Imagine what it would feel like to lose everything. Your job, your home, your family, your dignity. This has happened to thousands of the men, women, veterans, and young adults we serve at Working Wardrobes. What do we do to help? We provide career development services, life skills workshops, job skills training. We provide the perfect interview outfit, and we get clients placed in jobs. Call Working Wardrobes, 714-210-2460. Donate, volunteer, invest, hire. Welcome back to this edition of Critical Mass Radio Show. Our audience demographic is 98% business owners and executives who listen to learn from the experiences of our guests. If your firm is interested in reaching these top decision makers, then advertising on the radio show may be the answer. Each month, our sponsors gain valuable exposure through their support of the program. If you'd like to learn more about advertising, call Rose Chamora at 951-515-4661. Our second guest is in the studio. She is the executive director of the Prosperity Center. Her name is Cassandra Novak Toby. Welcome to the program, Cassandra. Thank you, Richard. It's a pleasure to be here. Let's talk a little bit about your background. Can you sure. tell our audience a little bit about your experience, kind of what you got up to this point? How'd Absolutely. you get to this point? How to get to this point. Okay. Um, I grew up in Philadelphia. I'm the oldest of five children. Uh, as I often have said, being the oldest of five children, I do speak a little fast. Okay. So I'll try and slow down for the show, but when you grow up the oldest of five, if you don't talk fast, you don't get to say you anything. You don't get in, yeah. Um, I grew up a uh, very entrepreneurial influence from a young age. Uh, I was selling my parents' leftover uh, garden vegetables to the neighbors as a young kid. I had my first actual formal business when I was 12. Wow. Congratulations. My, thank you. What was it? Um, I was baking bread and selling it to the neighbors. Look I actually you. took orders and made the bread <laughs> and then delivered the bread fresh and warm the next day. Oh, man. And uh, my mom had two businesses of her own before I was 12. My dad left the corporate world when I was in high school and started his own business, which he still runs. So a lot of entrepreneurial influence growing up. And uh, by the time I was in my early 30s and figured out that I wanted to be in the nonprofit world, just a lot of pieces of my life came together. I have an undergrad degree in marketing and uh-huh. um, got the opportunity to work with some adults with developmental disabilities exploring entrepreneurship. And so all the pieces just kind of started coming back together. Okay. How did you get to Southern California and Orange um, Actually, I moved here because I wanted to be a makeup artist for film and television at the time. Okay. And I did that for a few years, but liked things to be a little more consistent than that industry can be from time to time. And so right. I fell back on my administrative things and landed in the nonprofit world. So let's talk about the Prosperity Center. Absolutely. Help our audience of CEOs and business owners running middle market companies to understand the mission, the vision, the purpose of the Prosperity Center? Absolutely. So our organization's mission is to work with disadvantaged individuals to help them become economically stable uh, for themselves, their families, and their community. And mainly because what we're doing is we're focusing on the idea that entrepreneurship can change the economy. It can. And it can. Uh, This idea that really 
the big businesses aren't always the ones bringing in um, the revenue and things to the organizations or the jobs. In fact, during the downturn, those were the ones with the most layoffs. Exactly. And the smaller businesses were more stable. Right. And so we really want to promote that, especially as a way to get out of poverty, as a way to change your economical, economic status. Okay. And so we provide training to what we consider disadvantaged populations. Those are individuals who are long-term unemployed, low income, English as a second language, veterans, people with physical disabilities. And that group has sw- Swelled, hasn't it? it? Has this, this, the Great Recession really has created many more of those. Absolutely, Th- that is the long-term challenge for our economy. It right? is, especially the long-term unemployed and yes. the veterans. Yes, um, you know we are, we with the downsizing of our military forces overseas, we're going to start seeing a lot of veterans coming home, retiring from the military, and the jobs just aren't there. And a lot of the skills they learn while they're in the military actually make them really geared toward the idea of entrepreneurship. And okay. so teaching them how to create something out of their skill set that they're passionate about and create their own job, and then hopefully what we've seen happen is those veterans, as they grow, go on to support other veterans by providing jobs for them. Okay. So that helps that veteran community as well. Right. So this must be very rewarding. I love what I do. I, I, you know, I I used to say, because I ran a very similar program for another organization, I used to say I could go without pay and do this. And then I started my own organization and have gone without pay (laughs) to do this. So be careful what you say. Exactly. Yeah, exactly. Well, there you go. But I love it. That's right. So there's more than there's more than money. Yes. Right. Absolutely. And that's why we do the nonprofit show to let our audience of CEOs and middle market companies understand the worthy work that so many hardworking individuals are doing to help members of our community. Absolutely. And hope that some of them will get involved. Yes. And this one sounds like a perfect it's organization a for entrepreneurs who built businesses to give back Absolutely. to help other people pay it forward kind of a Absolutely. thing. Absolutely. And there's a lot of opportunity in So that. I understand one of your program is a micro enterprise development course. Yes. Can you tell us about this program and maybe how it's helping those who you're serving in the local economy? Absolutely. So um, as I said, our, our idea is all about business growth and business creation. And our 15-week micro enterprise development course is designed to walk someone who is either very new in their own business or has not yet started but is thinking about starting a business. So our goal is really startups and up to the first three years. Okay. And we walk them through all of the basics of business development from understanding self-accountability and time management and communicating with your family so you still have one when your business is up and running to understanding marketing, all the new things that are coming out as far as social media, but even the basics of how do you identify a target market? Do you know that there's really a market for your product? How do you show and identify that through research? And then we get into... an incubator then, we are you? very similar to an incubator without the space so to speak right. and then we take them through understanding break even point cash flow how to do projections and the idea is that by the time they're done the course they've actually written their full business plan okay and then we their final night of class we set them up with an action plan on how to now take and put that plan into action and start their business those first three years are such a critical time they frame. are and there's so many mistakes that entrepreneurs make mm-hmm. in those first three years and some of them are fatal Absolutely. Right to the business. It's all about cash flow mm-hmm. and staying power. And sometimes you spend money on things and you look back and go, boy, I wish I had that, that money, money back. back. Oh, and you can't get it do. back. It's gone. Exactly. Yeah. And and a lot of that, too, in those first three years comes from the fact that people, there there's some factions out there, so to speak, that believe that business plans really aren't that important anymore, right. or people just get get that bug, which is great, and you want that passion for your business, but because you can do the service or create the product, you think you can run a successful business, but people don't realize everything else that goes into making your business successful, right. and that's usually why they fail in the first three years. They jumped in with both feet because they knew the service or the product 
but didn't know how to run the business. Right, and it catches up with them. Absolutely. Sooner or later. It's all cash flow in the, big, in the early is. days. Uh, speaking of cash flow, Cassandra and I'm talking with Cassandra Novak-Toby. She's executive director of the Prosperity Center. How, where do you get your funding? Um, anybody, anywhere that we can. <laughs> so private individuals. Yeah, so we have some private individuals that have been with us since the beginning. In fact, followed me from the last organization I was with. Okay. Um, we also do charge for our course. Um, okay. We believe in social entrepreneurship. We also believe in skin in the game. Right. And so all our students do pay on a sliding scale fee based on home income or their personal household income. Mm-hmm. And we do write grants, um, some of which we have gotten, some of which we haven't. That's well, the I nature would, of the grant world. Yeah, I know. But this, I would think this would be an area. This, this is the structural issue that has to be addressed in Absolutely. our economy. It is. We're, we're really focused on the idea of social entrepreneurship, and we are looking right now at designing some revenue streams Good. that may support our business. In fact, we're actually going to be doing our own pitch, so to speak, contest. We're creating the opportunity for ourselves instead of waiting for the next contest. Okay. Um, in August, we haven't set the date yet, but we'll be announcing that soon for people that are possibly interested in investing in um, some of our new revenue stream concepts. Okay. Well, if you need an MC or any type of a that host for that kind of event, just think of me. I would I be will. happy to help you with that. Let me ask you about your guiding principle. We ask that question here on the radio from time to time. In other words, of all the things that you've learned and developed as skills, what's kind of your overarching philosophy or belief system that you're using to guide and lead the Prosperity Center? You know, sometimes it's hard to come up with just one. I, I There are different sayings and thoughts that come to my head. I think, you know, what led me first into nonprofit work at all was just the recognition that I needed to be part of something bigger than myself. Um, that when I came home at the end of every day, I needed to know, even if I just spent the day filing, that that was still part of the you know, a wheel in the cog of something that made a difference in the world. Mm-hmm. And I love the creativity behind entrepreneurship. I love that everybody I work with is different. And I think one of the approaches I take to everything I do, someone once told me that one of the secrets to success is to, never, to know that you're never, never the smartest person in the room. Yes. And I teach that to my students. I follow that philosophy myself. Even if it's somebody that's never run a business, they still have life experience and perspective to share with me that I can take and walk away from. So I kind of try to share that philosophy with people, and I think it makes a huge difference in how everything works. I believe in the power of peer learning. That's why I do this radio show. That's why I lead CEO peer groups for these kind of people that listen to my radio show, because just sitting around the table... And having an honest conversation with other people who will speak candidly to you can be so impactful. Absolutely. And I think the hardest thing to do in business is to start a business. Yes. Nobody knows the business. Nobody cares it doesn't exist. That, you know, the world will go on just fine without you. It's really the entrepreneur who sees the need and is persistent. And many times... Life gives you a lot of challenges to make sure you're really serious about it. And, and that really is almost even the philosophy behind the class and what we think we bring unique to some of the entre- other entrepreneurial training programs out there in Orange County okay. is that rather than just a one-time class environment, you're coming back with the same 15 people. It's a 15-week course like going to a college class. We meet once a week for three hours. Okay. So it's that same group of people that you're building a relationship with. We bring in guest speakers. Um, we have the instructor. So you, you're not only built, starting to build a business 
network, but it's almost like a mini think tank. You come in and say, well, this is who I think my target market is. And the person next to you goes, well, I'm not in that group, but I'd buy what you serve, what you have. And, right. Or oh, I'm well, in that group, and I wouldn't buy, buy what you have. Exactly. Right? That, sometimes you need to hear and that. And you need to hear that, too. It's so, hard for friends and family to say that. And to it you, is. Right? Absolutely. So I think that's one of the, the things that's the benefit to the group that we create right. through our program. Oh, that's exciting. It Maybe is. I'll be a guest speaker sometime. I would love, I would to love have that. You guys as a guest no, speaker. I, well, let's talk about a challenge facing your organization, Cassandra. Well, I think like any startup, any even a nonprofit as a new organization, one of the largest challenges is just getting heard and getting out there. And um, you know, an opportunity like this for us is is priceless mm-hmm. to be able to share what we do. Uh, as I mentioned, I actually ran a program very similar to this for another nonprofit in Orange County for five years. Okay, and when that had some leadership changes we just didn't kind of fit the mold anymore and we were let go and i just felt that what we were doing was important and needed to keep going but like any company that has a branding change you know you can imagine what that's like when you're staying with the same people i essentially have gone out and rebranded and so getting our name recognized again getting people to know we're still here getting to build up that clientele when we left the other organization we had a waiting list of people to get into the class now Mm. i'm trying to get to that point where we're known that way again so both social resource or financial resources, human resources, and just getting the marketing word out there again that we're here and we have something to offer. I love the name, the Prosperity Center. Did you? I did. Okay. I did. Makes sense. I, you know, I just, I feel like that's what it's about. I, I think so many things talk about success and I... I feel that sometimes other people try to define success for you, mm-hmm. and so I wanted to stay away from that word. I felt like prosperity was a better idea, right. um, where people, what I want to encourage people is to define that for themselves. That word is and, defined more you know, by yourself, right? It is. Right. And, I, you know, so when our students... Living a prosperous can, life. Exactly. And, you know, when our clients come in, we tell them, you need to define this for yourself. You, you know, a lot of our clients are building that family-based business. They're building right. that thing they want to go through their family for generations. They're not necessarily looking for their get-rich-quick sell something in two years and make three million dollars yeah, what's your exit of it? strategy Gee, yeah i'll die yeah, yeah i'm gonna exactly. die i'm gonna leave yeah, it to my, my kids exit. exactly yeah, right. and and that's what we're building that family unit that um entrepreneur that that taco shop down the street right. the um web designer that's a solo entrepreneur those right. are the types of things we're building and you can build a important. great life with a family business you can absolutely and, and you don't have to build it so you have an exit strategy yeah. where you get a multiple all right ladies and gentlemen we're going to take our third and final commercial break here on critical mass nonprofit radio show we'll come back with cassandra novak novak toby and she's executive director of the prosperity center we've got a few more questions so don't go anywhere we'll be back in less than three minutes There's something positive about the word up. When things are looking good, they're looking up. When someone's down, you cheer them up. So how do you move up? Well, when it comes to getting your bachelor's or master's degree, there's one university that stacks up, Brandman University. Brandman is ranked by U.S. News and World Report as one of the nation's top 10 universities for online bachelor's programs. Brandman's online graduate programs in business and education also receive top honors. So look us up at brandman.edu. Brandman University. Move up. Smart Business Network is a business-to-business multimedia company providing insight, advice, and strategy for C-level executives of fast growth, middle market, and large companies. As one of the nation's largest publishers of local management journals, under the Smart Business name, Smart Business Network publishes 19 regional print editions, presents dozens of large and small-scale business conferences and award programs, and produces a vibrant interactive digital media presence. For more information, visit us at www.sbnonline.com. 
Richard Franzi is a highly sought-after keynote speaker on topics of interest to CEOs of middle firms across North America. Richard's talks include Killing Cats Leads to Rats, a fascinating look at how unintended consequences of CEOs' decisions impact their firm's performance. Your Gray Matter Matters, which explores how a CEO's mindset can differentiate a middle market firm and define its culture. Richard delivers talks to a variety of audiences, ranging from executive team retreats to keynotes in front of hundreds of CEOs. To learn more about his talks, visit criticalmassforbusiness.com and select the contact page or call 949-887-4104. Welcome back to this edition of Critical Mass Radio Show. I just wanted to share with you my experience as a member of Center Club. Many of you know that I've been a member of Center Club in Costa Mesa for over four years. I hold my monthly CEO peer group meetings, my annual executive conference, and my daily meetings at the club. I found the staff to be professional and courteous. My guests enjoy meeting at Center Club with its newly remodeled meeting rooms, the fantastic formal dining room area and the casual dining area, as well as the -the state-of-the-art common areas. If you're looking for a place to conduct meetings or host events or maybe even meet some of Orange County's more successful business leaders, then consider joining Center Club in Costa Mesa. For information regarding club membership and holding private events there like weddings, bar mitzvahs, and other events, birthdays, visit the club's website at center-club.com. That's www.center-club.com. I'd like to thank and acknowledge our listeners who download our show as a podcast. You've downloaded over 13,000 copies of our show in the past 30 days. And for that, I'm truly appreciative of your continued and growing support. Cassandra Novak-Toby is our guest. She's executive director of the Prosperity Center. I wanted to ask you a couple questions here in the last 10 minutes that we have on the program. Can you talk to us about the Orange County entrepreneurial ecosystem? What is it, and how can others get involved in learning about it? Um, I think ecosystem has kind of, an entrepreneurial ecosystem has kind of become a um, jargon word. um, I actually first heard it reading a book by Brad Feld, who is a tech entrepreneur and venture Mm -hmm. capitalist out of uh, Colorado. And he talked about it from the perspective of bringing the investors, the small business people together so that they're working to build that community themselves and that it just like any other ecosystem you have the big fish the little fish all those different pieces that fit together to make things flow and there's an organization i'm involved with called the california association for micro enterprise opportunity it's similar to a trade association but they work with organizations like mine all over the state to promote micro enterprise growth and they're starting to coin the term the do-it-yourself economy which I love. And the idea behind that is very similar, though. It's this idea that our economy is really going to revive and grow based out of support and people making the right choices to support small business and independent businesses. And, for example, uh, there was some studies done. Uh, one was done in 2012 in Salt Lake City where they found that the more locally owned businesses returned about 52% of their revenue back to the community through sure. taxes, charitable giving, jobs, etc., where the big box retailers in the same area were only returning about 14% of their revenue to the community. It's the same conversation we've had about uh, investing in U.S. companies versus foreign Absolutely. companies, taking the profits and taking them back out of the country. This is 
taking them out of the local economy. Absolutely. Makes so, the point. Yeah, so like it's that. it's really making those choices. If you have if you're craving tacos tonight, you know, no offense to the big people, but you can go to a chain retailer that's all over the state and the country, or you can go to, um, you know, Jose and, and family Jeanette's family-owned right. taco place down the street, and right. which is going to have not just an impact on that family, but a bigger impact on your local community. And making those choices, and, and very often you're not only making a choice that's good for your community – it's often better for your pocketbook, and it's definitely usually better for your stomach right. and your health. And, and I find customer service tends to be at a higher level Absolutely. when you're dealing with the owner or family or a close-knit of employees that have been with them Absolutely. than a chain that tends to hire uh, temporary employees absolutely. who are, you know, just phasing through and maybe not as attentive to customer service. I absolutely agree. It, your heart's in it. Your name's on it. It, right. it means more to you. Right. That's powerful. I, I I'm gonna, I'm gonna look into more of the, the do-it-yourself economy because last week I heard an economist saying that within, and I want to say ten years, it may be less, mm-hmm. that fully fifty percent of the people in the, in the United States will be self-employed. Absolutely. And that, and that, that is actually. Uh, a good thing because if you look at the arc of uh, American history, it's only a recent phenomena that so many people went to work for corporations. Okay. Most of the time, it was a local blacksmith Smith. or it was small businesses, Absolutely. agrarian society, and that we've just that was an artifact. That mm-hmm. Maybe a hundred years it happened, if that long, of people working for corporations, mm-hmm. and now more and more people are realizing, and the economy is kind of forcing you to build your own business. Absolutely, okay. it, it's it's. You know, it's the early 1900s all over again. And, you know, then we had the Great, you know, after the Great Depression, we had a ton of entrepreneurs come back. We've had our own Great Depression, so to speak. I think so. And people are going back, even if it's for a secondary income. So you have an exciting event coming up on July 23rd. It's the uh, Entrepreneur Idol. Correct. Okay, so I I get the idol piece, (laughs) but tell us, what can we expect? So we wanted to do something that wasn't just another dinner. (laughs) Because we know everybody does those. And we wanted it to reflect who we are. And everybody loves shows like Shark Tank and those kind of things. So what we decided to do was find a way through our event not only to support the organization but support our past graduates. And so what we do is we invite two or three or four of our graduates to come back. And after the dinner, they actually give a five to seven minute pitch explaining why they became an entrepreneur what they've been how they've been able to build their business as a result of the class and most of them now are two or three years in and they're kind of starting to hit those potential pivot points right and they're struggling a little bit and so rather than a panel of judges we have a panel of coaches and after they give their presentation we the coaches give them about five minutes of quick feedback on growth strategies or if they've proposed a growth strategy whether that's a good way to go or not a good way to wow. go and then the audience as a whole was where the idol part comes in actually are all given ballots and they they rate the folks on their presentation style and their business concept essentially giving them different scores and we tally those all up before the night is over and we give the um they all get something but we have different packages for first second and third place and they're a combination of business services like web design and marketing assistance and bookkeeping assistance that people have donated their business services to help our clients continue to grow so it gives them some exposure to get new clients and it Uh also gives them the opportunity to get some growth potential um, and assistance in the next past their pivot point. So somebody out there is listening and they say, I want to go to that or I want to get involved in that. How do they get more information on Entrepreneur Idol? Um, They can go to our Facebook page, which is the Prosperity Center OC on Facebook, and we have links to our Eventbrite page for that. The tickets went on Prosperity Center Center OC. OC. That's all one word? Mm -hmm. Okay. In Uh, Facebook. On Facebook, exactly. Uh, And there will be links to our Eventbrite 
ticket sales for that. We also want to make the offer if you would like to email me at C Novak N O V A K hyphen Toby T O B E Y at theprosperitycenter.org. Uh-huh. I will review emails from people who tell me why they want to attend the event, and I will select someone to get two free tickets to the oh, event. There you go. That's for your listeners. There you go. And so, so if you're listening to this as a podcast, and it's not the 23rd, uh, July 23rd, 2014, there's still a chance. There's that- still a chance, absolutely. Okay. And, um, and we are also still looking for sponsors. We're still looking for silent auction items. So okay. if you're a listener and own a company and you'd like to get some exposure, um, we're looking at uh, having 150 to 200 guests who mm-hmm. would learn more about your business. Where will the event be? It will be at the American Legion in Newport Beach. Okay. And we actually will be giving, taking 10% of the proceeds that night and dedicating it to scholarships for veterans or people with disabilities who want to take our course. This is such great work. I'm glad you didn't uh, decide not to continue to pursue this Thank when you. you had the opportunity to, right? Right? Yes, absolutely. When life gave you a chance, chance to, to give go up or go, so, yeah, <laughs> and you chose to stay in the I pit do. fight. This part of the economy, these people need our help. They do because we'll have a vibrant economy again, we and do. we'll have quote unquote good employment numbers. But there will be a whole section of our population that will be forgotten. Absolutely, right? Because they will have dropped out of the workforce, right. long-term unemployed, returning veterans, people who just. What, for whatever reason, are not going to be reengaged, and we the participation rate in this economy of people that are working has to go back up. It does, and we need full employment to be full employment. We do, and in there are ideas of I, for businesses from people who just need a voice, absolutely, and a helping hand, right? Absolutely, you know, it's it. A lot of those folks. One of the most moving things a client ever told me, he actually was presenting about our program, and at the end of his speech he said, what means the most to me is not just what I learned about how to start my business, but I learned to believe in myself again like they believed in me. Wow. And I think for a lot of those folks, that's it. It's not that they don't have the knowledge and the skill set to do it. It's They've been told their whole life they can't. Mm-hmm. And to come through our 15 weeks and learn and have their knowledge reinforced, but the whole time being told, this is great, you're on the right track, you can do this. Right. It gives them all the confidence in the world to go after what they're passionate about, and they wouldn't otherwise. This is only one of the many reasons, ladies and gentlemen, why we do the Critical Mass Nonprofit Radio Show every month. And so if you know of a worthy nonprofit that would gain from being exposed to our audience of CEOs and business owners of middle market companies, then please go to our website, Critical Mass for Business, and suggest a guest. We're always looking for uh, Crystal Nunley, our producer, is always looking for a new guest for the Critical Mass Nonprofit Radio Show. Cassandra, I can't thank you enough for the time that you've given us oh, and being a friend of the program, and you're part of the community now, and so we're going to stay in touch with you and learn more about the Prosperity Center and the fine work that you're doing. I'd like to thank our engineer for today's show, Paul Roberts, for engineering the show. We had a lot of moving parts here in the studio today. Crystal Nunley is our, <coughs> excuse me, our producer extraordinaire. She does a fine job. Social media is done by none other than who? Who does it? Melissa Padania, of course, I know that. And our marketing strategist is Asia Celestino. As I said earlier, our VP of sales is Rose Chamora. And I'm Rick Franzi. I'm your host of the Critical Mass Radio Show Series. And until the next time we have a chance to talk, here's hoping that all of your decisions will move your business in a positive direction. You've been listening to the Critical Mass Nonprofit Radio Show, Orange County's only talk radio show dedicated to featuring nonprofit organizations and their leader, with your host, Richard Franzi. 